let's do the shahada first and then we'll ask him about his journey and stuff. Are you down for that, Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get the most important thing out of the way. So I'm going to share my screen just like I did for the uh, our last brother that accepted Islam. <clears throat> Can you guys see my screen? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Firstly, Ronnie, I want to ask just to make sure that you have your, your beliefs Islamically in line before we do the shahada. Do you believe that there's only one God worthy of worship and he has no partners or associates? Yes. Perfect. Do you believe in the angels? Yes. Do you believe in the prophets and messengers that God sent? Yes. Do you believe in the revelation that God has sent with these prophets, like the Torah, like the gospel, like the Quran? Yes. Perfect. Do you believe in destiny that God has for all of us, a divine decree that he has? Yes. And lastly, do you believe in the day of judgment? Yes. I do. Perfect. So now all you're going to do is repeat after me. Let's bring the um, the shahada back on the screen. Yes. So you're going to repeat after me in Arabic and then you're, you're going to repeat after me in English. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. An la. An la. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illallah. Illallah. Wa ashhadu. Wa ashhadu. Anna Muhammadan. Anna Muhammadan. Rasul Allah. Rasul Allah. And now you're going to repeat after me in English. I bear witness. I bear witness. That there is none worthy of worship except Allah. That there is none worthy of worship except Allah. And I bear witness. And I bear witness. That the Prophet Muhammad. That the Prophet Muhammad. Is the final messenger of God. Is the final messenger of God. And the final prophet of God. And the final prophet of God. Allahu Akbar, Takbir, welcome to Islam, yeah. our brother Rani, oh, your name is now Rami like me, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 All right. uh, beautiful, beautiful. So, Rani, bro, Rani, we want to we know about your story, man. Yeah, tell us a bit about your journey and where you were introduced uh, to Islam. Well, I would say it all started like maybe like two years ago when I got, I got really sick. I got a stomach, a stomach illness, which I still have today, which we don't really, we don't know what it is pretty much. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, like, I would say like that, that like pushed me into like a, a depression really. And I kind of started, um, I went towards like, you know, substance abuse, smoking weed a lot. I know I look young, but I'm 20. <laughs> so, so I was doing that a lot. And then I would say about like three months ago. I started just like looking more into religion and you know I'm, I'm actually a born catholic but like it was never like it was never pushed upon me or my family or like my brothers or sisters it was never pushed on us so when i started doing my research i, I was really open-minded i didn't really know anything about any religion and to me islam just automatically instantly just made the most just in the sense to me i guess you could say yeah, and like I had wow. a lot of trouble stop stopping. Like I could, I I would smoke a lot, really, and and it was hard for me to stop. And but once I accepted the like like I was once I realized that Islam is the truth. I'm it, I went cold turkey like it was nothing. Wow, yeah. wow, that is beautiful. Man, how long have you been feeling that way, bro? That Islam is the truth. Mm, I would say it was probably about a month and a half ago when I when I really really realized that and even when that happened you know because of like my stomach sickness it's really hard for me to get a job like a normal job because 
I, I just struggle with a lot of like pains and and I'm stuck in the restroom a lot, a whole lot of stuff. And whoa, 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 whoa! Hold up, hold up, bro. <laughs> are you are you gluten intolerant or lactose intolerant? No. How you know? Uh, I, I've gotten a lot of tests done. Interesting, bro. Look, I, I'll let everyone just kind of like be their own test subjects and see for themselves when they try it out. I do that um, diet actually, like a lot of meat and fruit. Really. Yeah, how you like that, bro? Yeah, it's it's I'm, I'm I'm not like super super strict about it, but I have like a few steaks a day for the most part. I drink raw milk. Another thing you said about lactose intolerance is a lot of the time you're intolerant to like the fake crap milk with a bunch of hormones and stuff in it, Mm -hmm. and not like actually raw milk. And like I, my health guy, um, I have like a personal health coach, and he said there's been tons of lactose intolerant people who then switch to you know, raw organic milk, which you can't even get at stores. You have to order it as like pet food because it's not like supposed to be drank. It's all part of the mm-hmm. matrix scam. But then they're they're totally fine when you're drinking like just natural milk, not with a bunch of chemicals and stuff. It's crazy. Whoa. I got to try some of this. I, I, I don't want to talk too much because I know this is a special moment. But yeah. I went through I went through something too like that, not with my stomach, but with my skin. And the thing was – cutting out gmo foods and a lot of highly processed stuff that was the biggest thing for me and making sure i switched to like a more meat-based diet and more organic food um completely changed it they they, they couldn't even like i had my whole skin was red from head to toe i i couldn't sleep i was so itchy it was horrible and no not doctor knew what it was and in, a, in mm. a matter of days of switching to healthier food i was all good that's all i gotta say though i don't want to ramble someone suggested ronnie pick up the book medical medium but ronnie bro i got some questions for you if Anno's done with all the medical diagnosis stuff <laughs> uh which i'm done to pick that up later too um but on your journey bro did you have any doubts when you kind of realized that you know what islam is the truth uh, a lot of brothers and sisters they have <clears throat> they have some doubts with family you know other brothers and sisters they have doubts with themselves or it could be even with desires, bro, because a lot of them are like, you know what? I really want to smoke this one thing or drink this one thing or go to this one place. But now I can no longer do that as a Muslim. So they would rather basically confuse themselves into delusion, into that Islam is not real, instead of just accept that maybe I can't do this one thing anymore. I feel there, there, what you're talking about, how they wanted to do certain things. I'm always someone who wanted uh, my whole left arm tattooed and and stuff like that but like i think i never had really doubts like that because once i like really started looking into it and just seeing like you know one of the biggest things for me is how how in islam they they tell you to seek knowledge and seek everything and so to me that's like it it, it's just amazing and it just like really opened my eyes so now like i couldn't care less about these things at all like really it's i don't know no that's beautifully said actually that kind of um that kind of um, touches on one question I have for you, which is, I think Sonny is going down a very similar path where he is looking for the truth and he's looking for what is true. And there's actually one comment earlier about this. Do you have any advice or any general thoughts since you've been down this path already? Um, like advice on what? Like like seeking the truth. Um, and uh, maybe maybe from an assignment perspective, maybe not. It's completely up to you because it's your journey. But uh, advice on going down this path and looking for the truth from God. I mean, I would say just like, I've heard a lot of people say this, but like really just, I, I feel like uh, I'm thankful. Like I, I was born Catholic, but you know, it was like, I've never really been religious. It was never pushed on me. So I was very unbiased. 
and to, for to me there was i've always like believed in there was a god and that that was like the extent so like i just like the islam just called me the most because you know the one god everything the christianity to me always was like a little a little far out there with the trinity and especially catholicism with like the donations and everything so yeah i would say just look at it from an unbiased perspective really and just don't uh, yeah that's pretty much it honestly i really don't know <laughs> the baskets they bring around yeah two, two percent i was of just about earnings. to say bro i was just about to say i remember that. i used to shove that basket down your throat <laughs> no no i don't have for real bro that's that's funny R- ronnie where are you from by the way uh i mean i'm originally from los angeles and uh now so like california now i live in washington state i moved here about like three four years ago now Oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, the West, not not the greatest place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I wanted to move to California initially until I got older and um, realized how left I, it is. I didn't want to leave, and once I left, I never want to go back. Never. Yeah, screw that, dude. Hmm. All right, guys. Uh, do you, any of you guys around me, on, or even Sonny, bro, Sonny, do you have any questions for Ronnie? Anything else that, you know, because I'm sure, you know, he was exactly where you might be not too long ago in his journey yeah so um where did you like kind of find islam like i was it through more of youtube or do you have muslim um friends i have i don't i know one muslim (laughs) and he's like a a pretty like i don't want to say but he's not a great representation of being Mm -hmm. a muslim Mm -hmm. so yeah i would say i really just found it through like just like I, I was just curious in religion in general. So I kind of just started learning about all the religions and Islam just to me drew the most. And, you know, videos for sure, like is where I really learned the most. You know, I've actually seen your your videos with your mom react, which I like because, you know, your mom reminds me of my mom a lot, actually. So I really like, uh, yeah, just videos and just learning about all t- different types of religions and seeing what called me. Huh. That's awesome, man. Wow. Um, I can't really I, think I of any other questions. Question, if you guys don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah please. Go for it. Yeah. I just like um, you guys. You had a podcast, and we're talking. Uh, I think his name was Gabriel, and but uh, Fayad mentioned that when you seek knowledge, you should seek it in the right places. And I just wanted to know, like, what you think are like the right places to to seek this knowledge and the wrong places. Rami, please. Yeah. So first and foremost, the best place would be the um the quran do you have a copy by the way no i was actually gonna ask about that too because there's so many different translations for the yeah. english like i just don't know which one okay yeah. so we're gonna make a we're gonna make an instagram group chat bro as soon as we're done like we did with brother sheed who took a shot last week and we'll send you a couple of resources there just like we do with some of the other brothers and sisters such as um you know resources on how to pray and basics of that and in that if you want you can send us your address and we'd love to send you one thank you yeah, of course, of course. You're our brother, man. You're our brother in Islam. Alhamdulillah. So uh, any other questions? Uh, I actually like wrote like two or three down real quick. Let me see. Let's go for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one question I had is about the fast. And so, you know, for someone like me, like I, I am sick. So like I-, I-, I can't really gain weight in general. Like I actually lost like 30 pounds in two weeks when I first got sick. And so like it. Like, I feel like it's kind of dangerous for me not to eat sometimes. Yeah. 
That's a great question. So Islamically, um, every rule, every general rule has its exceptions, right? Um, and this is a great exception of it. If a person, the scholars say, if a person's health is at risk or they could die as a result of fasting, mm -hmm. then that person is not obligated to fast. Very similarly, when you look at, we discussed this earlier, you know, pork is haram to eat. But at the same time, if you're dying and there's nothing to eat except pork, then now it's actually mm. an obligation for you to eat that pork to continue to survive. So likewise, this is an exception. When a, you know, perhaps a woman who's pregnant, she and the baby might be at stake um, or someone in your case, they might be at stake. Some the scholars say that in, in some of these cases, the person's not obligated to fast. Mm -hmm. And yo, if you didn't mind, I actually wanted to read a Quran verse, bro, that goes into that very in depth. And it's in uh, chapter 2, Surah Al-Baqarah, in verse 183. So it says, O believers, fasting is prescribed for you as it was for those before you. So perhaps you will become mindful of God. And then in uh, the 184th verse, Allah says, Fast a prescribed number of days, but whoever of you is ill or on a journey, then let them fast an equal number of days after Ramadan. But for those who can only fast with extreme difficulty, compensation can be made by feeding a needy person for every day that is not fasted. But whoever volunteers to give more is better for them. And then this needy person in the sub note basically says just in, in the case of old age or chronic disease. So in your case. So I should like put it forward and try to feed someone in need pretty much. Yeah, you could do that. Or we can we can hit up some people of knowledge in our circle that might you know be able to answer that a little bit more professionally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then another question I had, like, you know, I, I, I really want to try halami, you know, I, I really want to want to eat it. But like, how do I go about finding a place around like me that sells halami? Halal meat. Just put question. it on Google, bro. You put Google. Just on Google. Uh, halal supermarket or halal meat near me. And okay. you should be able to find a place. Like, bro, mm -hmm. I was looking for a place when uh, my mom had moved out to where she lives now. I can't say it, obviously. You know, you know can't delete my location like it like this but i didn't i didn't know there was one like right here next to me like literally less than two minutes away from me wow yeah, yeah. so you'll never know until you put it on google and find out hmm. yeah you could also go to a mosque uh there's a lot of muslims there they will know the in and outs they'll know the best uh places inshallah to get food inshallah. all right so floor is still open to you and Sonny if either of you guys have questions and also I guess to the comments as well if you guys uh, if the viewers have questions. Inshallah. So I'll just put up the super chats but in the meantime uh, just a quick reminder to Sonny take your time bro until the next stream do a little bit more research and your mom is welcome to do so herself like we talked about in the previous stream and to all the viewers guys stay tuned for March 2023 one of the biggest guests if not the biggest guest that we've had so far this is going to be a really hype in-person podcast. We're going somewhere overseas. I'm going to leave it at that, inshallah. But here's the first super chat. AWS writes, I always love listening to these conversations. Much respect to this channel for all the knowledge it's spreading. Lots of love and respect from Kuwait. May Allah bless you and accept it from us. I actually have a question for you, Ronnie. Why did you want to get a full sleeve tattoo? You know, I really, and that's another thing, I really don't even know. It was just, like, something I wanted to tell them at all. It's always, like, you know, you see it. And, like, thankfully, I, I mean, not thankfully, I, ha I have one small one, but, I'm, but, like, I was, I had, like, plans to get the whole thing, like, really soon. And then, like, I'm glad I did. I really did it now, honestly. Yeah. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You're blitzed. Like, there's there's really game no good tattoos, reason though. I wanted to. <laughs> Our yeah. tattoos are aesthetics, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. altering altering the uh, creation of Allah is haram. So tattoo, in essence, you're altering the creation. But it also depends on what you're doing to alter. So if you're trying to restore the creation of Allah, such as, you know, basically some types of surgery on the body that basically does alter it, but it kind of brings it back to what it should be, prosthetics and stuff like that. It's obviously a different case than, let's say, for a sister that just wants a bigger behind. That's not permissible. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's crazy, man. Well, I used to think the same yeah. thing about tats. Sorry. What's up, bro? Oh, no, like earlier I was saying, um, you know, it, it was hard for me to get a job, but literally like I accepted Islam, like that, that was the truth. And like crazy, like I got like probably the best job opportunity I could have ever got like two weeks ago or like a week ago. Wow. Yeah. And it was just like, I was like, wow, wow. Like, it was just like amazing yeah, to me. Mashallah, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. 100 percent uh sunny do you have any questions for us my man um i have a few long. more but i have to run soon my mom's begging me to to film some videos why don't we tonight. why don't we save them for last time but, but you should just give us one last question bro one last question yes mm, please what's all right because I, I don't want to go down a whole rabbit hole with um you know the 7-eleven <laughs> one um what's the what's the line between standing up for what you believe in and fighting hate with love. So I think we kind of touched upon this last time where Tate's, and I, I'm sorry to bring up Tate a lot, but um, one of the big things he said was like how Christian Christians will say, or allow people to say God is gay, you know, Jesus is gay, and they won't do anything about it. But Muslims, um, that wouldn't slide. So what's the difference if someone's saying something like that? Um, like, do you like do you go after that with love and to try to teach them? Um, because the way he kind of said it was like there's serious repercussions from that from Muslims. Do you kind of understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 100 percent. So this is a very interesting topic because a lot of people talk about it like being a positive note for Muslims. Um, you will always have the Muslims that, you know, turn to violence and to do um, certain things and certain actions. Um, other times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God himself would just deal with these people like the guy. Um, I forget where he was. He might be in Denmark. He was a, he was burning the Quran and all this stuff. And then his car just happened to tumble over, killing him and the bodyguards that are with him. Um, Islam doesn't, especially like we're living in a non-Muslim country in these these lands, Islam doesn't allow us to actually go and retaliate against someone unless they're physically attacking us. You know, then, then we can defend ourselves and, and fight them back and so on and so forth. But usually for these people... We, we don't always respond with love. I think that's a very Christian thing. In some cases, we will, depending on the person. But we respond with what is reasonable. So if someone is, you know, for example, going in the streets and saying something like, oh, all Muslims are, are tees and they do extreme things and all this stuff, then we can humiliate them by saying, what about your own country? What about you know, America when they, they're currently still you know, doing things in places like Syria and other places? What about you guys? Why are you guys in Actually, you've caused the most destruction, the most innocent lives lost. And we can humiliate them publicly so they um, don't speak on Islam again. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense going at it with the logical point of view rather than just hugs and kisses nonstop. Yeah. Rami, why don't you tell them what happens if someone in the society actually does start saying something like if they were gay or something like this? I think this is like this is no this is well like this is something that like many people have a misconception on 
and they think that oh mm. just because someone comes out as this or whatever they're going to be basically lashed to death or something mm-hmm. why don't you explain exactly how like the process goes so you can kind of you know bring some clarity into this picture and yo just a reminder we should mind the specific terms that we say bro because we're on youtube yeah, yeah 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 of course of course um well are you talking about like in an islamic society or in this society and okay so in islam we have this thing known as sharia right mm-hmm. Speak about what happens with that. Well, I mean, Islamically speaking, Sharia doesn't differentiate a gay person from a straight person. That's something only the West does. Oh, you are homosexual. You are heterosexual. You are lesbian. You are trans. You are this. You are that. You identify as a freaking wolf. Yeah, Islam doesn't. Uh, Islam doesn't have anything like that. Um, you know, Islam has. We have men. We have women, and uh, men will have certain obligations that women won't, like uh, you know, earning, providing for the family, going to war, and all that stuff. And there's a differentiation there, but there's no differentiation between a gay person and a straight person. Um, it is haram to act upon those desires. You know, if you if you are a gay person and you, um, you know, do sleep with another man, that is something that's haram. But it's very difficult for a punishment to actually be enacted because for something like that to happen, we would have to have four male witnesses that actually see the pen go in the ink and all this stuff. That's very hard to achieve, but possible enough that it would deter a person from want to, from wanting to do it. And some would even say that this, the, one of the biggest purpose of this is to stop people and prevent them from doing it in public. Because if it happens in public, whether it's between man and a man, woman and a woman, or uh, a man and a woman, right? If they do it in public, then everyone will see it and they will be taken basically uh, to account for that. And they'll be given a certain punishment. So Islamically speaking, there's no differentiation. And it's the same case if a man married or unmarried commits adultery with a woman or a woman commits adultery with a man. There's a punishment for all these things uh, because we don't have the same ideology. We don't have the same basic, you know, we want to be free and, and totally free, even though that's a fallacy that the West has. We have, well, God gives us laws and we obey God. And that is our, you know, basically the, the divine revelation for the rules that we have. So it's like literally a completely different society that you cannot compare using Western values and views and, and, and all that stuff. That's why the condemnation of Qatar makes literally no sense. Because you're condemning them based on a criteria that you made. Imagine I come to you and I'm like, I have a criteria for a man. You have to be six foot nine. You have to be either African or Asian. You have to have hair down to your ears. And you have to be uh, good at soccer and basketball. And then I come (laughs) to everyone here and I'm like, you guys all suck. Because you don't meet the criteria I made. That's exactly what the West does when it comes to Muslims. 